0: Good morning everyone. We're going to take a break from Philippians this week as we remember those who've given their lives for others in times of war. For those of us who did not live through the days of the Great Wars, perhaps these days of lockdown give us a tiny glimpse of some of the emotions, the anxiety and trauma that so many faced and still face in time and circumstance of war, where one group are set against another, generally for reasons of gaining power in some form. The consequence of those playing the power games are usually felt most by the pawns in the game, the men and women called to fight for their country or regime, as well as those innocent bystanders who just find themselves in the way, so to speak. These last months have turned our lives upside down and inside out. And as we move to another period of lockdown, so this continues. For the disciples on that day when they sat with Jesus on the mountainside as their teacher, Life too, for them, was turned upside down and inside out. Matthew emphasises how important this teaching is going to be for the disciples by placing the narrative on a mountain. When Luke recalls, he recalls a level place in Luke 6 as the place of teaching. Matthew is perhaps giving a subtle indication that what follows is really important because it's not only going to teach Christians how to live, but also emphasise just how important Jesus really is. I wonder how many times you've read these opening verses of this affectionately known Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes are a little different to study than ordinary story passages, aren't they? Each saying is proverb-like, cryptic, precise and full of meaning. Each one includes a topic that forms a major biblical theme, so you could spend a lot of time on each one. I created an embroidery of them when I was in my twenties, sewing each and every word challenged me about how I lived my life of faith every day then, and still does. Perhaps it's helpful to just pause and think about this word, blessed. There's a desire today to translate this as happy, but I'm not sure that that really gets it, mainly because our modern usage of the word happy has devalued it. Jesus is talking about the inner joy and peace that comes with being right with God. Happiness may indeed be a part of it, but it is a happiness that transcends what happens in the world around us, a happiness that comes to the soul from being favored by God. That's why it can call for rejoicing under intense circumstance and persecution of whatever sort, war, global pandemic. One commentator suggests that In some ways, the Lord's declaration of blessed is a pledge of divine reward for the inner spiritual character of the righteous. In other ways, it is his description of the spiritual attitude and state of people who are right with God. As we look then at the individual Beatitudes, the attitudes we are to have or to be, there are some that reflect a longing for a deeper relationship with God and with one another, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Some then reveal the transformation of our lives as the fruit of that relationship. Blessed are the pure of heart, the meek, the merciful, the peacemakers, the persecuted. The first group brings us into closer relationship with God, which results in the transformation of our lives as described in the second group. Well as I've reflected on this passage for this sermon over the last couple of weeks I've really struggled to get past the first blessed. It just kept coming back to me. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How does something that sound bad become so positive? There's an echo of Isaiah 61 where the Hebrew poor combines the economically poor and spiritually humble. Jesus' teaching highlights the danger, however, of thinking that poverty is a virtue and clearly rejects any interpretation where poverty can be justified for any future or heavenly reward. There's nothing beautiful about poverty. Just ask anyone struggling to pay bills, uncertain where their next meal will come from or living on the streets. All things exacerbated in our own time. Being poor in spirit, then, asks us to acknowledge our own inner poverty and recognise our need for God. In accepting our frail humanity and trusting in God's love to meet us where we're at, we are reoriented to the reality of his kingdom. And surely right now, as across the world there is a fight against a virus, this is something we all need to know. Poverty should never be idealised its mere existence should encourage us to work for justice. If the poor in spirit have turned their lives over to God then we accept our responsibility to join in the divine activity of bringing about the Kingdom of God, including bringing justice to situations of poverty and injustice, time of war, pandemic, in fact at any and every time. Today I think it's important to remember people who are unsung heroes people who've made a real difference in our lives and in our community and society. The main way we do this today of course is to remember those people who've given their lives in order that people may live in peace and freedom, those who have fought for justice and lost their lives. Maybe as the years go by, the memory of the people whose names are read out in remembrance services across the land grows dimmer, but that's not to say that our gratitude decreases. But blessed are the poor in spirit, reminds me that an important part of such a service is surely to also remember in in prayer the people today who've been hurt or injured in conflict alongside those whose fight has been and is against an enemy of unknown power and virulence, those who are the unsung heroes of our day. You will know who they are. And for us also to make our own individual commitment to fight for peace and justice in our own way. It is a day for remembering with gratitude, but also a day to commit to work for peace wherever we are. Remembrance Sunday this year has perhaps taken on a special poignancy as we've not been able to follow the familiar routines that annually form part of our story as individuals and as a nation and indeed the world. Even buying a poppy to wear on our lapel has been difficult. But as we take this time to remember, even though we're not gathered as we thought we might be, we are still united by our poverty of spirit, our recognition that God's love is meeting us here in this moment and helping us to see our place in his kingdom. Let's take this remembering today as a deep call to action, to join in God's mission to help him build his kingdom so that in the future, our community, our society, is a place where the upside-downness of all that Jesus says becomes reality. As a famous prayer puts it, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Until Jesus returns, we will never be totally hopeful, totally peaceful or completely loving in all we do. But we can offer all the hope, the love and the peace and the forgiveness that we do have, And together, it is enough. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Let's pray. Lord, you have always given strength for the coming day. And though I am weak, today I believe. Amen.